Hello ladies and gents, you with Adrianosaurus, I'm the coach of Rapanorama for NRL Supercoach purposes. Today's podcast is a chat with a wonderful guest, Mikey, from the Supercoach Experience. What a great bloke he is. I love to talk Supercoach with Mikey. He's got a good Supercoach brain, you know, thinks in lots of different aspects and lots of different ways, which I enjoy, and we bounce well off each other. So we're going to talk about the common questions that people are facing. Do you start with Turbo? Can you start with Turbo and Cleary? Do we like this player versus this player? Um, and we do go through a, a large number of players, highly owned ones and some of the popular fad type ones after trials and such, and whether we like them or we don't like them and why. So hopefully you enjoy our chat. All right, and we are back. We are doing... A bit of a, uh, an interesting potty here. I was going to cover positions who I like in second row forward and center wing, et cetera. But I'm going to do a little bit different today with a special guest. We're going to just answer some of the big questions that we're looking at this year to start the year. And we're going to go through some players, whether we like them, whether we don't like them and why. And my wonderful guest is Mikey from the Supercoach Experience. Welcome, Mikey. Thanks, Ada. Good to be back on. I think I guest appeared one time last year and it's good to get another call up. Thank <laughs> to talk some super coaches always. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I was saying off air that I, there are definitely voices in your in your super coach community that you kind of like to talk to in the lead up to a, a preseason. I like talking to Kane Anderson as well. He levels me out, and I enjoy talking to you as well because I think you've got a, a good way of thinking of super coach. A bit of, you know, you you're not scared to do make courageous moves, but you generally play a, a sensible game and then just pick your times to make those moves, and it's an interesting style. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, right back at you. And I think, yeah, that, that's the key, really. The, the key in super coaches, yeah, it's cool to talk and communicate and do everything with others. But at the end of the day, you've got to make your own call and you've got to have your own strategy that works every year. And that's my foundation every year. Some years it works, some years it doesn't, but usually it always gives me a consistent go. So uh, why change something if it isn't broken? But like each year, there's a few different, like, you know, rule changes and it's going to be very different this year. I think it's the year of the mid-ranger. So that's going to apply a different strategy. I'm normally very good when it comes to a mid-ranger build, but uh, that's a lot. So it's going to be the who, if you choose a right or the wrong one. Yeah, well, that's it. We have got a lot of middies that look like they could have emerged. The question is, you know, some of those might just go in and get 40 minutes and then be a dud. And there's always a risk when you get a midi because they, they generally burn a little bit slower and, you know, looking at cheapies as well, even in the center wing, it doesn't look like we're going to get a bunch of 175s. We might get some 200s and stuff. So it's going to be a little mid-ranger-ish. And, you know, we're going to go into some questions that are coming through the common questions, which will affect your build as well. I mean, if you've got turbo, you're going to have, you know, some cheapies. You're not going to have any choice. But let's dive in. And, and get oh, actually, I should ask you how, you how you go. How's life? You, you, you're busy. You know, we've seen you on the podcast with the experience a few times, but you're obviously yeah. busy. It's been good. I've been enjoying them. I've had lots of time in the car and I've been catching up. I didn't even know you guys were on YouTube. And then I noticed that. And um, you, you're going rip roaring this year, having a good year to, to start off. Yeah, yeah, no, Subs has been doing a lot of work and there's four of us, so it's really good to, like, even with my busy schedule, it's good because you, you've got other boys on, like, I'm on night shift, they're on day shift, so that's just why it's hard for me to get on the podcast. My available times are, like, before five, where all of them are after five, so mm. it's going to be a bit different this year, but I'll find ways to interject and uh, get involved with that. But, yeah, no, the Supercoach Experience page is growing, it's good. Um, I guess it also helps when... Uh, you, you, one of your good mates on their wins, the comp uh, that yeah. that's gave us a lot of good traction. But um, yeah, that's you know it's it's lucky, and I guess there's a lot of these pages now that have winners on there. But at, at the same time, um, I, you know there's a lot of people in this community doing podcasts, and although they might not have won it, I think their consistent rankings uh, prove their credentials. So. Uh, which I guess, you know, me and you would fall under that category. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, that's true. What a bonus having, I talked to Tim Moody, you know, doing our review or preview of the, of the Panthers. It was really great to talk to him. I, I, I love that winner mentality. I, I, when we see Des in the chat groups as well, they've just got a, you know, a way of thinking. It kind of makes you think about your own game and how you play. I, yeah. I talked to Tim and I'm like, well, I think sometimes I play, well, I play safe you know, for the most part, and then just do wild moves. But I think, you know, it's all about calculated risks and stuff that you hear from them. And, you know, a move that he did last year, like the going um, DCE, you know, and then he averaged 100 for the rest of the year, stuff like that, like uh, 
diagnosing when the right time to bring players in. It's those guys are great for that. But yeah, the podcast is I've been enjoying it and you've got a good group of guys in there. Um, all right, well, let's dive into it. Um, the first question and the question that's probably hovered over the whole of preseason, Turbo. Are you a pro Turbo start or are you an, an, a no? So I have been, I've been following you a lot on your Instagram. It's a nice little quick read at um, seeing, like I love all the questions you answer. So I kind of know where your thoughts are at, yeah. but um, as I did state clearly on the podcast, it's going to be a nice, interesting chat. I'm on the upper opposite side here. I don't have turbo. He hasn't been in my side once. Yeah. I have, I, I have looked at ways where I could bring him in when what I do, but I'm a firm believer that this year is a year of the mid-rangers and I'm all about value. And although the big question is, if you don't start with Tom, how are you going to get to him? Where there's a will, there's a way. I will find a way to him. And I'm just, I just think from the start without him, I can boast a stronger team of 25. It's a year of COVID. There's going to be interruptions. People are going to be in and out. And sometimes having... 21 to 22 plays isn't good enough. You've got to look out for suspensions, all this other kind of stuff. I want almost 23 to 25 guys that I can play happily each week. Like um, normally I would carry a few crappy front rowers, cheapies and let them burn. But this year I've tried right now looking at my side, other Max King's probably my cheapest player. But other than that, it goes up to like 250 K and I'm trying to look at guys like, you know, to a lungy and just guys that I can play for a 40 point if I'm desperate and a little COVID chaos happens because with this COVID chaos, it could strike on a Saturday night, 7.30, mm-hmm. meaning you can only play players on Sunday. So there's a lot of things that I think not not everyone's thinking about. And yeah. I might be thinking about it a little too heavy, but I'd rather be overplanned. Um, look, on Teamless Tuesday, I could become a Tom Turbo owner if Nathan Cleary isn't named. But um, I'm on Team Nathan Cleary. I don't want to have both on my side from the start. I'll take one. And yeah. Cleary's a little cheaper and he's a lot better than the other halfbacks in that position where if yeah. Puppethausen and Tedesco are both fit, I think it's fine to not have Tom from round one. Yeah. Over to you, Ado. Yeah, well, I, I get all those points. I think one of the, the most important things is Pappenhausen. Is he right for round one? Because I, I'm a believer that you could have one of the big three or two of the big three in your team. It's going to either be a Teddy, Paps, or Turbo combo. So let's say that Paps is not right for round one. I think you go Teddy and you go Turbo. I, I, I like turbo's draw everyone's all about like oh you don't start with turbo because he's got those two hard games in the to lead up you know in the year that draw opens up massively after that if you look at his round three four five six seven he's got a very easy draw i'm gonna i'll go a big tip here i think turbo will when you get to round five his average will be over 100 and so all i would say to people is I don't think he's going to lose a heap of money. I think he might lose 200K and still be 1.1. And yeah, like you said, the way there's a will, there is a way. I think this year you've got to have, I mean, the year of going in with three nuffs, I think is 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 not the year for it. So you've got to get a, a, a good depth in your team. And for me, I've got Turbo. I've got him now, but I need things to land on TLT. So that's going to be the key. We've got to get TLT to land with a good crop of cheapies in there. I mean, I look at some teams and, you know, I've got Alicia Katoa starting in my second row. I've got um, Faux Fermo. You know, I've got some middies. I've got one gun and the rest middies and cheapies in my second row, which is probably light on, which is what happens when you get a turbo. But who's to say that Alicia Katoa is not going to start on an edge running off Sean Johnson and average 65, you know, but I get your point. I think, one of you know i think it's probably reasonable to have one of cleary or turbo that was my next question is what what do you feel about people who are going turbo and cleary <laughs> that's not going to slander no i've had i've had a look at some sides and i've had a look at a lot of sides and there was one person that did it really well i'm pretty sure it could have been um off the super coach page the cricketer i forget his name um is it copes Copes, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be Copes who I had a look at this. I was like, wow, this is a good side with both of them in. And I've seen a couple of teams do it well. Even um, I think, yeah, and it looks okay. But a lot of these teams I'm looking at, they've got NPRs, they've got low nuffs, and they need a lot to go their way. I, I don't like both of them. Uh, like, 
I just think you can get a well, a better structured team without them. Just because they were the guns from last year, I think there is a lot of value. And obviously, these kind of plays, for sure, you're going to finish on them, you're going to end on them. Um, with a lot of the rule changes coming back, maybe we don't get as many points as what we did last year. Last year could be just an anomaly. But um, I'm really looking to just go for one of them. And Cleary's, as I said, 300k cheaper. Mm. And against all the other halfbacks, look, I, I really think Cleary's Dalian medals, not too far around the corner. Yeah, he's a little bit injured, but yeah, I am a Penrith supporter, but I do think he can come to another level. And I do like these youngsters in these Panthers side coming through. They might have lost Burden, but I still think they'll be in a, like a, a brutal force again. And I think there'll be a lot of attacking upside in, in the Panthers team. So that's why... I just can't go without Cleary. As you yeah. said with Tom, um, that round one, round two, I kind of agree with you. I think he might not, he'll only lose 200K, but if I can get him for two, like 200K cheaper, I'll go for it and hope Pappenhausen and Tedesco can kind of match him. Because if you yeah. go on turbo, you're going to leave one of those other guys out. So yeah. I'm hoping over those two rounds where the Storms and Roosters draw are kind of friendly, they can kind of match Tom. And while they're matching Tom, all those other mid ranges and all of the stocks you've gone, that's how you're going to get ahead of everyone else. Yeah. That's how my brain's thinking yep. for now. Yep. It's, I mean, I think that's right. There's, there's definitely, we don't know, column A or column B could be the right one. You know, we, I think whoever, one way or another, the people who started with Tom are going to regret it if, if it doesn't work out. And people who didn't start with Tom will regret it if Tom goes off. Someone's going to be regretting whether they started or didn't start with Tom Turbo. In round three against the Bulldogs, he'll be my captain. And I'm going to be hoping for a 400. Um, yeah. Look, I agree with you. I mean, at the start of the year when I was off the Tom wagon, I was like, I would prioritise Cleary because the gap between him and the next best um, half, who I think is um, DCE, last year DCE, the first half of the year, averaged 57. He came home with a wet sail, but the gap between Cleary and the next best is huge. Whereas I I think that Teddy and Paps have got some room to grow this year, but we need to hope for that Paps is good to go for round one. Um, all right, well, that's the next question. How many 500K plus players do you have in your team now currently? That's a that's a good question. Um, I do have my team up, so let me give a quick count. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six above 500K. Yep. And yeah, which are all my guns, basically. Yep. I mean, I think... Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the number that I sort of, when people ask me how many guns in, in the 500 plus do you want? And I said to them, you can't go too midi because if you've got all, you know, if you've got three above 500K, you're probably missing those guys that have a 70 plus average, you know? So yeah, interesting. I've got how many? One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six <laughs> in mine. So, yeah, yeah it, could, okay. it could be a year. I mean, we already seen in the preseason teams affected by COVID and, and, you know, the Raiders lost a couple close to game time. I know Penrith, you know, with Yo and stuff have lost a few as well. So we could probably think that, you know, you, instead of having a, a really slow burn 200 k on your bench, maybe a 300, you know, midi who burns a little faster could be to go. Um, all right. TPJ versus Maddo versus Curran. Who are you taking and why? So I'm assuming that's obviously a second row bill, but out of those, I'm not massively hot on either of those three. I was very big on Curran at the start of the season. Uh, he was in my team, my, my first draft team, when I thought he was going to play on the edge. But we're assuming we're both Alicia Katoa owners. We're going to assume that he's going to start uh, lock. So because we're going to assume he's starting lock, I'm not hot on Curran. I don't know what his output's going to be like at yep. lock and his minutes but out of those three i'd have to kind of pick tpj uh firstly he's he's the only jewel out of the three Mm. um i didn't entirely like what i saw on the weekend's trial um but either way he's still gonna have some attacking stats at the bulldogs they're still gonna look to him he's gonna have like a kick kick out role like in the Panthers for the Bulldogs. So I think he's still going to make those plays where he can, you know, break the game away and do an offload and get a try assist, or he could even score a try himself. Um, I don't think the Bulldogs will be as much of a pushover as they did last year, but yeah, out of those three, I'd pick him. Matto, I don't mind, but I, yeah, I, I want to wait and see on him. Same thing. He's in lock by yeah. the looks of things. He could be in lock to start the year. Yeah. I want to look and see how that looks. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I think, um, you know, Curran at, at lock and Matto, you know, potentially starting the year at lock doesn't excite me too much. I was absolutely 
yeah, underwhelmed by what I saw from TPJ in the first trial. So it, I originally had him in my team, then I just flicked him to Adam Fanua Blake in the front row because I'd had TPJ in there. I've still got the money to go to TPJ. And look, he does say that he's going to have 80 minutes. Do you think an 80 minutes TPJ, once his body's conditioned to doing that week in, week out, or at least, you know, most weeks, he'll get used to it and, and you'll start to see some more of his, you know, the TPJ we like. I mean, is he named to play this second trial? I'd be interested to, you know, get a look at him again before season proper starts. But an 80 minutes TPJ has to win out over those two who are probably going to start the year at lock. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, I definitely see TPJ being in my side at some point. I'm not going to start with him. Um, as yourself, I, I really like AFB in, instead. Save a bit of cash there, obviously, because if I pick TBJ, it'd be in the front row. Yeah. Um, and I definitely see him being my third front rower at some point, uh, especially if he gets to 80 minutes. But, you know, they've bought heavily. And a, a lot of these sides, these forward packs, there's a lot of new forward packs out there this year. So I really want to see how those minutes are shared. Like, um, big talking point yesterday for us was... Um, you can't just wait and see on everyone. You've got to take a risk and that's how you want to try and take a risk at work off. And it's, it's just hard to navigate which risk is worth it. So I guess that's what all the preseason's all about for us super coaches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've had people go, you know, Capewell versus Martin to me. And I say, well, look, Capewell's a big fish in that Broncos team. Now he's probably going to play near 80 minutes, you know, yeah. and they have a similar sort of P P PPM and, you know, I think that Martin's going to have a good year as well, but he's got someone like Sorensen on the bench. They've got a little bit more depth, on, you know, in their team. Yeah. And I just think on minutes alone, go with the minutes if you're going to... Just quickly, know. yeah. On Liam Martin, he's not named in the Panthers trial. I'm not too sure on injury, but um, Sorensen's starting on the second row. And I think the more minutes he gets, he's just going to really impress the coach. Like Martin's yeah. got a big strap, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see Kikau back to the bench and then you've got Sorensen and Martin on the edge. I think Sorensen will come the preferred second row at some point in the season because he's just getting better and better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I thought he was yeah. great last year. So yeah, that's a good shout. All right, well, Cook versus Martin, Reed Marnie to start the year. I know that... I've seen both of those in teams, you know, people who are not going with Grant or they're not doing the double cheap hooker um, route. Um, oh, you know, I, I was listening to some podcasts who went through the Eels early draw and, you know, in that last trial, Marnie looked great. Uh, yeah, he started the year massively last year. Um, I've been talking him up all the preseason. I personally don't have him, but if I wasn't going with Harry Grant, he'd be the man. Um, as you said, the opening draw is it's friendly. Um, Reed Money gets involved. I know he's signed a deal with the Bulldogs, which people are worried. He's, you know, I don't think he's that kind of guy. Um, I think he'll he'll lift for his last season at Parramatta, and you know farewell the fans and I think he's in for a big year and Damien Cook a lot of questions new coach no Adam Reynolds is this going to increase his output um, I'm not sure I think a lot of people might be preferring Cook purely because you can save a few dollars doing that but mm. um, out, of, out, of, out of the two of them I, I'm more keen on Reed Marnie I think he's got a nice base there and I think he'll have a lot more attacking upside than Cook yeah, I mean, originally I was big on Cook having a good year. With an experienced half, I thought he, he might run a bit more. But in the preseason, there's been talk that he might not even play 80 minutes, which probably puts Marnie ahead for me. Um, yeah. Aiken, Aiken versus Stags. I know oh, Aiken all day. Yeah. I mean, I'm I know not keen of, on Stags. Yeah, Stags is very highly owned. You know, what is he? 41.8%. And I know there's times in Supercoach you've got to go with the crowd. But look, to me, you've got a bigger injury sort of, history no no Aiken's had his injury from time to time as well but Aiken did average near what was it 80s when he went to that back row last year and the Warriors have a very nice draw yeah I've got a bit of a love crush on Aiken he's been heavily owned in my super coach side for ages he's always the pod I go to and um he's always had a friendly base you're now moving in one position in he's in the second row and Warriors have probably one of the best opening draws. Yep. So I'm expecting meat pies all over the park. I've personally got both edge players. I've got Aiken and Katoa, and mm -hmm. I'm not worried about having both of those. I'll happily play both of them. Uh, you know, uh, the Warriors always seem to score tries, you know, either on their wings or in their edges. The second rollers love to go over for meat pies. Uh, look at Aiken at the end last year and have a look at Josh Curran. Um, yep. So yeah, out of the two, like, look, I don't think Stags is a horrible option, but as you said, he's way too, he's highly honed. He's got injury concerns. And 
he's got a high ceiling in, but in a lot of games last year when he came back, he was a little bit disappointing. So um, there are a lot of Broncos players I'm keen on, and I wouldn't want to take too many. I'd rather take Cobo and Pereira and just let's see how Stags goes. Uh, yeah. Let's go away from the pack. I think it's a good antipod to start. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a safer bet going Aiken for, you know, guaranteed points and Stags. You know, the, the draw, it's not the easiest. You know, they start with South, then they go into the Dogs, Cow, Cowboys, the New Zealand Warriors, then they got the Roosters, Panthers, Dogs again, Sharks and Souths. And, you know, on those hard matchups. Yeah, yeah it's, a bit, it's a bit of a mixed draw. So, look, you, you know, the crowd is going Stags, and I think you will have a good year. But I just think you take advantage of uh, the actual second row, you know, center winger who's playing in the second row. And, and yeah, that duel is very, very handy. If you especially you know, yeah, if you got Tago. And, yep. Yeah, and Firma. Um, now let's go to the next one. I've been seeing it's a in the you know, we talk about the the trends. We see at the start of the year no teams had turbo in it. Then now we've started to see teams with turbo in it and what, what the everyone's team looks like. We've now started to see teams with going double cheap hooker. We've had the emergence of Pakes, who looks like he's preferred over Turpin, who looked average in that um trial. So Pakes looks like he might start in the um, hooking position for the Broncos. Billy Walters, who you can pick in um, your hooker position, looks like he's sewn up the half spot with Adam Reynolds. So the emergence of some of these, and you know, we've had Cotter and Randall, double cheap hookers. Is that a go for you or no? Not for me. Um, I'm someone that usually always takes the double cheapy hookers to stack up the rest of my side. But this year, I want to take a different approach and go for who I think the best hooker is, take the best hooker and leave him there. Um, I know, and that's that's why I've gone after Harry Grant, which has his, um obviously his injury concerns and he's suspended, but um, I'm going to, I want to take that. Um, if I knew a bit more about um, Pakes, like if Turpin's not on the bench and he plays 80 minutes and yeah, I'm keen at 200K because you can make a bit of cash and then you can upgrade him uh, to get in one of the guns, uh, whoever's performing best out of Marnie or Grant or, or Cook. But uh, it, it depends. If I go for a turbo route and I do change my mind and I do go to turbo, I probably will have to run double cheapy hooker. It's the only way I can do it and keep some of these other guns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I prefer not to. Um, I've got Billy Walters in my halves at the moment. There's a, there's so many question marks and I'm worried about the Broncos because as you said, that draws all over the shop. If they mm. start to lose a couple of games in a row, Kevy's going to switch the side completely. But if Billy Walters keeps up the form that he has um, during the pre-trials and that, and he is the coach's son, I yep. think he might be able to hold a position somewhere. And uh, I, I really I like the look of him. That's why I've chucked him in over the Tigers half Hastings just because I really liked how he's played and you can see he's really playing for a spot. Yeah. I mean, I think he's copped some, you know, rough, a rough go of it from people. I mean, people are like, Oh, you're getting by on your old dad's last name, but he's not, he's a pretty solid footballer. Even in his time at the Tigers, I didn't mind what I saw from Billy. So look, I think that you, you put, you hit the nail on the head. If you're going to go a turbo route or you want to have a clear, you want to have one of these players that's going to, you know, take up a bit of your cap. I think it's a good place to save money this year because there's some pretty good options in there that are going to get you 50 points. It's not going to be, I mean, Grant, he could be playing 70 plus minutes and I think he'll average 85 this year based on his PPM, but you, you could go that route and it's a plausible way to, to tackle the game. If you want to save some money. Um, all right, let's go to the next one um, in the front row, which is, you know, mildly it's a redundant area in, in super coach. Now, the good thing we've got this year is some good jewels you know, who are actually playing second row that we can pump up into the front row. But how do you feel about going cheaper in the front row? I've seen some teams that are, I'll put Aaron Penny as my starting front rower. He'll play 40 minutes and get 40 points. And I save myself 200K instead of getting a Uticamano who's going to average 55. So for 15 points, I'm saving over 200K. I can see the thought process in that. Um, let's say... It just depends on the makeup of the Warriors forward pinch in that example, but also say you got Bullimore as well. And if he seems to nab this starting second row spot, yep. which I think he could, he's playing for it this weekend. It's him versus Lorden. And I really like the look of him. I've got him in my side. Like if these guys start nabbing starting spots then maybe you can, but as you said yourself, there's a lot of value around the 450, 500 K mark. And the thing I like about starting with 
two mid ranges around that point is once they do their job, we can upgrade them like to your pain houses or your two bests in that position. So yeah. uh, it might be a bit harder to do at the start, but as you said, if Penne can smash out like 40 or 50 points, he'll, he'll get around to that free 50, 400 K mark. I'm, I'm not against it. Yeah. Um, if you can keep a gun hooker, and then use that route to get your Tom or Cleary, then I really like it because I think that if you can keep a gun hooker and have Cleary or Tom in your side, I think that's a nice build. That's what I've tried to do with my Cleary side, have a gun hooker with everything else. Yeah. I mean, someone, you know, floated the idea to me. They're like, all right, you buy Penny for, you know, 280 or, or Bullymore and just say Bullymore starts in the second row. It could be more like a 60 average and you get it for 200K cheaper. And if the chips all land like that, I know he is starting in this trial and I like the look of him too. I like the look of him in that first trial and that's why he's got the start there. So it's it's definitely not without risk. That's what I'll have to answer that one. It's not going to be without risk because the role could really, as soon as Schuster's back, you know, Bullymore could go back to the bench and get much less minutes. And that's the risk if you do that. Um, but the stranger things have happened. The stranger moves have been done in Supercoach. And it is a plausible way to, to do it. Um, if there's no Paps, I assume that you, uh, Teddy and Paps in fullback, what are you going to do if yep. there's no Paps in round one? Obviously, you're a grant owner as well. So you've got no grant. And, you know, you're not going to hold Paps if he's not good to go for round one. What are you going to do in fullback? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of my team's pending on a lot of these injuries. So if I don't, if, if I find out about Paps early, um, I'm going to remodel my team and I'd probably look for a Tom and Tedesco built. If it is mid round and I'm going to just death ride it with Paps, if he's a late scratching, I've already looked ahead. I'm going to bring in Garfo, 2% ownership. Yep. Nice starting draw. And the good thing with Guffo is I'll let him do a job early and then I'll upgrade him to either Tom or Pappenhausen. We saw what Guffo did last year. He was at quite a high price and he was great as a stepping stone. Um, we've got these five extra trades. I don't mind using an extra trade to help me in that fullback spot because if then I can start with a more well around the team, you can use Guffo to stepping stone back to Pappenhausen or back to Tom. And think about it. If Pappenhausen doesn't start, He's not going to be owned by very many. So um, I think I'm more so, depending on what happens and gets named, I think I'm still going to just have him in my team and then switch out to, to Gutho. That's my plan at this point because yeah. he plays after them. Yep. Yeah, that was my answer to someone as well. If if there was any other fullback, if would you just go and – because, you know, Teddy is more expensive than Paps. So if your build was Turbo and, and Paps, you probably don't want to find, you know, extra money to get up in the sevens for Teddy. Although I think yeah. you probably and should, you know, he's cheaper than one, Paps too. Yeah, the only so one I would consider is is Gutho. He loves to beat up on the the lower teams, and he's got a lovely early draw. Um, if you uh, just say yours, you've got Cleary. You said that in your team. Just say, he's, and I mean, he's the one that the mail is sort of saying that. I mean, you're a Penrith supporter, so maybe you can refute this. There's been talk that, you know, he's, he really wants to get up for one, but he's not feeling super confident, you know, and he hasn't tested the shoulder really a lot. If he's not there, what's your move in halfback? Because you're going to obviously find a bunch of money. It's not going to be hard to pump it back into your team, but what's your option in halfback should you lose, you know, theory? Because I think it just completely changes your outlook. You've got probably one of the top two players in your team, really, not just, we're talking price, but even just performance. He's one of your premium out and out guns. Are you going to go down to like a Sexton SJ, you know, down around there? Uh, um, potentially. I'm not really keen on a lot of those mid-ranger halfbacks. I think I would try and make a build with Tom and then also try and fit someone in and take a punt. Same strategy with the Gutho. I've been really keen on Nico Hines because a lot of people haven't been. I reckon I'd take a gamble on this new shark side. Um, if Trindle's not going to be there, oh, he's suspended. So uh, Hines will kick goals. I think I'd go down to him and try and do that build. And then I'll use Hines to stepping stone back to Cleary. Uh, I know you might say, oh, you know, you're wasting a lot of tra uh, trades there. But hey, Hines might come out of the gates, have a huge ceiling. And then I'll look at another plan. Like and if that happens, that's still going to be great for points total for me um yeah. but i'm if you ask any crazy penrith supporter they'll all tell you nah he's gonna play he's yeah. gonna play uh there's all these whispers out there but i'm confident the guy and the guy clear he is he'll be out there round one he hates not playing um it'll be only if the injury is that severe um even if he's out there and he's just doing like a cooper cronk kind of role um 
he's still got his leg on him and he's got an awesome boot on him. So yeah. I'd still back him even with a bit of a, a, a nibbling injury. He's, you know, um, I'll, I'll back him. So we'll wait and see. I think what could undo him is Sean O'Sullivan was excellent in last yeah. week's trial. Um, he's there again today. And if he's playing so good, they might just go, all right, let's give him a rest a and let's start. Yeah. Or they carry Sean O'Sullivan on the interchange bench. That will make an interesting TLT if we see Cleary name there. And instead of Kenny, they go O'Sullivan. That might worry me a little bit because that might tell me he's not going to play 80 minutes and he's going to get spelled. If that happens, he's going to lose some value. So then, yeah, there's all these headaches coming up. Oh, and I yeah. just hope his name there, his 80 <laughs> minutes that he played. Yeah, it would be good. I mean, I was thinking about what I'd do. And if if he, if Cleary was uh, an, a no-show, I don't know. I, I've been pretty not... I haven't been against Hines because I think he'll hold his average, which was set in the 70s from last year. I think there's obviously got to be, it's not going to be as easy for him going from an attacking juggernaut like the Storm, you know, with established team and all the threats all over the park. He's going to be one of the main focal points there and playing in that in the seven. But what I was, I was happy with what I saw from him in the um, All-Stars game. I was a nice kick for a try. And I think he will actually do pretty well this year. I'm, I like Jerome Hughes, a running half. Yeah, you know, so I was going to say my other option, one of them too. And and the point about that is that if you've got a 400 one, they could maybe hold their value, but you that's 500K from Cleary. And that's a big jump. Yeah. Whereas these ones that are 640, if they go up a little bit, they're 700s. It's 200 to Cleary. It's a much you know, much more reachable gap between the two yeah. you know, players. And that's the upper tier to, to Cleary um, is a shorter jump. Um who is somebody this year that we're seeing in the preseason that everybody is just way overs on? Just, just too. There's, it's too much hype, and they're not going to deliver. Well, very good question. Um, can Tony Staggs could be one uh, that we briefly mentioned before. I think he's going to be very, very inconsistent. Um, I've kind of feel that way about Toikamanu now from the Tigers. Yeah, I, I'm also think that for the first half of the year. Um, I think a few of these cheapies could be duds. Yep. Uh, uh, Panisi, I don't really have a choice because of his price to start with him with that draw, but yep. his output didn't look too good. Kevin Naguama comes to mind as well. I've been really cold on him because uh, of what he did in the Super League. And then we see him, he just wasn't involved. Like I know yep. it was only one half of footy, but some of those guys, um, they're the main ones that stick out to me. What about you, Ada? Yeah, I mean, I was probably tipping McInnes. I think, you know, it was pointed out to me by Kando, you know, McInnes is basically like Gerbo now. They play 13 the same way. And he'll probably be good for a 60-something. But, you know, the talk in the the lead-up to round one was that he wasn't going to be playing huge minutes because it wasn't required and they would ease him back in. So I thought just for his ownership, I think people were going to regret that. I was really looking forward to see how that, you know, planned out. I don't think it was going to be that he was a flop by any stretch, but I wouldn't have been surprised if it was just a point per minute and 50 minutes and he gets 50s. Um, Another one I've sort of probably zagged on what I've heard from the Ziggs, even including, you know, the good old mate Tim from the playbook is I'm not on Coates. I think he's going to, struggle he's got no base i know he scored a try in the trial you know but outside of the try it was nine points you know so he's really stains-esque when it comes to his output and i know he's in a better team you know he, he will probably score more tries this year i think he might even have 100k or so to make but i don't think you know someone said to me i'm getting coats because of the ceiling and last year his high score was 99 and he scored five scores that were single digits. So yeah, see, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I've actually got coats in my side. I liked. <laughs> uh, they're all very good points, but at the price point, even with stains, the key is you just might not need to play him every week. Which if you're spending three fifty eight, you probably want to. But at the yeah. same time, he will make cash. I believe he is underpriced. He will make cash, yeah. and the combination with him and Munster was enough where I think there's a lot of games where he can score a hat-trick. And if I can play him on those weeks and get about 100 points, he's going to he's gonna rise. He's going to be like Adokar. When Adokar, sorry, Adokar didn't score tries, he was scoring some absolute dog crap points. Yeah. But when he was scoring tries, so that's, you're just banking on him to start fast and he's not someone I'm going to con- consistently hold throughout the year. He could yeah. be a nice fifth-center wing play with all the COVID, but I definitely think 
he could rise. But if if I come short and TLT for some cash, he's definitely someone that mm-hmm. I am willing to sacrifice. Yeah, but I've, great I've, argument for him, but I'm on him at the moment. Yeah, I think he's going to please you sometimes and he's going to absolutely i mean and that was the thing with when you get these ones like the alex johnston and and you know the fox you get them on these runs and when the times are good it's great when it goes and you get a a few back to back to a 10 and a 15 and stuff what i will say on uh, coats is that i saw him taking some grunt runs you know it didn't really equate to tackle breaks and stuff but he was taking good runs out of their end which is really good and i liked you know the movie put on you know to score the try so I don't hate him, but I'm just not... Plays Tigers too. Yeah, yeah, Tigers round one. Really, really, like I'm licking my lips at that one. I wish Munster was in. But um, yeah, just the way Munster looked on the weekend and the way he was feeding him the ball, I was like, this is going to be a regular occurrence. There's no Adokar to look to. When Stormer in a bit of trouble, they'd always look to Adokar and I think that's going to be coached now. So that's, and at one point, we saw uh, Adokar rise to like 500 plus. Mm. Like, he was soaring in price and... I'm hoping that happens to him. It's going to happen at some point if he doesn't yep. get injured. I'm calling it. Yeah. But you're right. He's Sometimes you'd rather a consistent bloke that's going to bang you good scores each week for your total points. I, I see exactly what you're saying. There's a lot yeah. of risk in Coates. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of deciding between Coates and Cobo. And as soon as I see Cobo starting on the full in fullback this week, and, and mm. I think he looks much better for tackle breakability. So I've gone with Cobo. Um, another one I want to put in there is Savage. I know I'm a Raiders fan. And everyone's sort of saying he's going to start at fullback and CNK is going to be in the centers. And I completely disagree. I don't think he, he's going to start the year at fullback. Um, I know he's starting this trial because, you know, Co- Chance has COVID. Um, and, and I know that Savage will probably start the year on the wing because Rapana's suspended. But I think that CNK is our fullback. So, you know, Savage is fullback only. And some people are going turbo and Savage in their fullback position. And I think that's a mistake because. Best case scenario, Savage, you know, what? Rapana's going to come back in and be the center. The only way it works is if Savage jags the fullback spot at Canberra Raiders, and I don't think he will. Yeah, I agree with you there. If he jags the fullback spot, the next thing is, can he keep it there? Because we've seen Rapana do well at fullback. He got CNK, so there's going to be a lot of contention throughout the year. And if you do that build and he goes back to a wing and he's not scoring tries, you're going to be in trouble because you need these fullbacks to score points. If he's starting fullback, I definitely see him posting some doable scores to have him in your fullback slot, but there's too much risk. And you're right. Like, I'm not sure if he's going to win that battle. Yeah. Uh, he, look, he looks great. Yeah. All, great. all of the male. I mean, look, I'll play devil's advocate because the attack looked great, but the defense was very iffy. You know, he made several missed tackles and he got run over for a try. He made, errors at the back in in the way he was positioning himself i mean obviously he's a young lad and that'll come in time but there was defensive issues with him and he also had some issues with his hands which is important in the fullback position so you know on savage if he was center wing fullback jewel i would be tempted to take a punt 280k he could be one of those ones you take a punt on hoping that he gets a bit of fullback time or he jags a wing spot. I just don't really see the security. I think CNK is he, defensively, he's a great fullback, you know, and he's a trier. He's sort of like, um, you know, the Penrith, you know, fullback. He's, he's an effort, you know, type player. Um, you know, and I just think it's, it's, it, it, there's no security in Savage. Um, all right, let's go through and we'll, this is what we'll finish on today is I'm going to throw some names at you and you tell me yay or nay if you like them. These are some of the high-owned players. Um, Hass. Do you think it's an essential thing for people to start with Haas this year while there's some great value? I mean, look, I'm, I'm big on Arrow. If he's, he's been named to this charity shield to start in the second row, um, you know, at, when he got 60 minutes last year, he, he's at, his score was, scores were 65. He's got a great PPM. If he gets 60-plus minutes, you can p- pick him in the front row at 450K and he'll score you 65. Do we really need yeah. to start with Haas? No, I, I agree with you 100% there. I'm, I'm yay and nay on both halves. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to start with him, but as we've said this whole podcast, to start with the likes of either Cleary or Tom, you have to make sacrifices. And front row is the position to make those sacrifices. I don't think it's going to be impossible to get Haas back later. Um, he'll definitely be someone you grab, but I don't think the jump up for him is a top priority, and there's a lot of value in these front rows. So, yeah, I definitely think you don't need to start with him. Yeah. Uh, I think there's better Beautiful. All right. Well, we've covered Stags. We thought Stags is going to be a, you know, not a, a, a not a bad own. Um, and there's a huge number going with him. And 
you know, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I've got Pereira and Cobo in my team. You know, I haven't got Stags. Yeah, um, I'm not going to have three of them. I'm nay on that. <laughs> we covered Coates. Um, you know, we're both probably, it'll be an interesting watch and see who it worked out for. Um, Amone from the Dragons. I've got a lot of yeah. Dragons friends, you know, who go to every training session and they assure me that he's getting first crack uh, in the halves there and they're going to persist with him, you know, and there's talk that it was going to go to Sullivan and that, it, you know, because he's been injured. How do you feel on Amone? Where would you be picking him in your reserve half spot or down in center wing? I've got him as my starting 5'8 for now. And even if he was on my bench 5'8, I'd play him. Um, I like the look of him. Dragon's that kind of team that can just score from anywhere. And I think he could combine nicely with Sloan. Uh, I really like the looks of this kid. And even when he coming to NRL, I was like, dude, this guy needs to play more minutes. He's, you know, that's when the Dragon's attack was struggling. He just come in and just started to make stuff happen. So I definitely like it. If you can fit him in the center wing, I like him. Like you could build a center wing with someone like Firma. Aiken, there's two second rollers. Then mm. you can put a 5-8. I really like that. I haven't been able to make that work, but pending if we got enough second row cheapies, then you maybe might be out of that work. So, like, right now I've got him in the 5-8 spot, but with, like, Walters and um, the Tigers, half of his fit, you might be able to shove him in your center wing. But, yeah, yeah, I'm a big yes on him. Yeah, I mean, if we're going on trial form, you know, he was it was a bit rocks and diamonds for him in that game. They came back nicely. The Dragons to force the draw. But when they were in, he, his attack improved as that game went on. And he looked really good. Um, let's move along. Um, Cobo, I've already sort of said I like Cobo because he's going to probably start the year at fullback. Looks a good prospect. Kiri looks like he's going to be injured. He was somebody that I had on the list to talk about. Obviously, you're not going to start with him. Uh, we covered Bullymore. Hastings, you're, you're not ha uh, a Hastings. Uh, one of the things with Hastings for me is I don't know how well it's going trans to translate back to the NRL after having played over there in the UK. And, you know, there's doubts. Oh, no, apparently he's been in a kickoff with Brooks. You know, we don't know 100% if he's going to kick. I think he's probably a better kicker and he will kick, but I'd love to see him play. He's going to be this week's trial. Um, I just want to have a look at him before I lock it into my team. Yeah, he's been in my side the whole time. And just I needed to shed 50K to make another move. So I got Walters because he was 50K cheaper. And that's the only reason I'm more keen on him. But if he's kicking goals, I see him being what like Sam Williams was. I'm not Sam Williams. Um, George. The halfback at the Raiders. Yeah, George Williams. Yep. Like what he was when he come in. I see he could be similar to, to to that. And I definitely think he will make a little bit of money. Um, so yeah, if as I said, on TLT, if I can sneak him in there, I would prefer him to Walters, but the price has Walters just ahead. So yeah, I'll be looking closely this week at their trial match. Yeah, I think, you know, the goal kicking is probably something that, you know, puts him in good steady. I think his average would be about a 40 based on what we see in his previous outing in the NRL and what he did overseas. You get an extra 10 points from, you know, goal kicks. I think he'd be about a 50 average averaging player. Um, but look, I think Billy Walters probably average about the same. You know, he looks like he's a good defender. Um, you know, I'm not against it, but I just, he's such, he's, you'd be going in unsighted. I mean, you've got to really watch this game and have a look and see if he's got anything. We already touched a little bit on you, Tikamano. Oh, I was saying there was some value there at the start of the year, but I wasn't happy with what I saw in the trial. And it kind of opened my eyes to dig into him and have a look at the average, which was very good to end last year, but it did contain you know, some tries in there, which might have been a mirage to what we could expect from Utikamana. I don't think he's going to be, you know, terrible, but we, we can't forget that he was a slow burn to start the year and he came on as the year went on. But if you say take a few of those tries off, the average is mid-50s. Yeah, and there's a lot of contention in that forward pack. I definitely see him being an option at some point and it could work out, but there's too many ifs in that equation. Yep. Um, IPAP. I was really surprised to see IPAP at 13 plus percent. Now, wow, that's a lot. you know, it, it's more than I expected. And I don't think, you know, he's a bad buy. I was talking to Billy from the All-Stars. IPAP will probably have a very good year this year, but surely, you know, we, do we think he's going to replicate what he did last year? Yeah, because he signed elsewhere, you know, and they've got some, they've got some players in that forward pack. You know, we've got Maddo, We've got Sean Lane, who they seem to like to give lots of minutes to. You know, they've got, you know, and when Brown comes back, you know, there's some players to rotate in there. Do you think IPAP is going to be in their front row rotation? 
or you know he's starting at the second row because they're going to bring yeah, see, Lane, that's, that's, they're going to bring yeah. Lane on you know and they're going to play him in the second row. They've got a they've got a huge rotation there. Like even I know Oregon Confus is on his way out to the Sharks the next year, but yeah, but there's a lot of minutes to go around in that forward pack, and it is a very expensive price for him. Um, yeah, there's a lot of I'd, you can only afford to have one around that price, and I prefer David Fafita. So or I'd go to Angus Crichton instead of him. I think it'd be hard. Like if you were going to start with him and then another gun, you'd, yeah, I think he's just a bit behind just because he was absolutely crazy last year and he was playing 80 minutes when he was going to get on those massive scores and uh, with him on his way out next year, I don't know what Parramatta are going to do. So um, yeah, I don't like him to start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for that price point, you can't go unknown. Like, it's different when you go Coates at 350k. Yeah, it's a lot not a huge small investment. of a price to take a risk. But yeah. over that price point, oh, it's too much of a gamble. Yeah, last year I was saying to Billy, so much of people's super coach year was framed on when did I bring IPAP in, or I took too long to bring IPAP in. And the same with Fafita. I started and got Fafita in early enough, or I didn't bring him in till too late. So last year when the price was right, he was a great buy, but you've got to find those ones this year. You know, he's at the top dollar price yeah. and there's too much, you know, unknowns, I think, in that Parramatta pack. Um, Lolo, where do you stand on Lolo? I liked him early, but yeah, look, same thing. We're seeing injury problems. Yeah. We're seeing... Uh, there's a lot of question marks in the Cowboys forward pack. Like, we potentially are going to get two almost exactly similar price <laughs> mid-rangers in the yeah. like and then there's Cotter like there's honestly going to be a lot of value option from the Cowboys but the issues are they're from the Cowboys <laughs> um so yeah I, I, I think Tamalolo could be an option but let's see him get back from this injury let's see how Todd Payton uses him this year the same thing there's too many unknown points and I'd rather go down to someone like Elise Katoa save that 130k and use that elsewhere um yeah. there's just a lot of mid-ranger options and why take a risk at 480 when you can take a risk at around 350 yeah i mean the key thing for me to go you know flip the go switch on lolo this year was to see him play this week he played in the front row and for it to be busy and barnstorming but we're not going to see him are we so i just think it's too risky to no. go in you know yep. and, and if he's playing in the prop position he's obviously in the new rules he's going to get dual so you wear the value of IPAP and TPJ and Arrow and potentially Lolo would be is you'd be able to flick him up after six weeks into the front row. Um, well, some people have floated to me how the team build is and the avenue of putting a gun in your center wing and building the rest, you know, as per program with, with cheapies. How do you feel about banging a tall or Garrick in there? I mean, I think Garrick is way over, um, you know, for their early draw. Um, but what do you think about putting a gun in your in your centre wing to start the year? You think obviously because we want turbos and clearies, there's you can't afford it. That's where I am. But yeah, it's it's interesting because my partner who's been playing it for a little bit now, she she's got to as her gun in the centre wing, yeah. and I'm like trying to kind of talk her out of it. But at the same time, I see where this could work. I yeah. think it's a lot of risk to do that, but. So many people aren't going to do it. So you can get ahead because you're taking a winger in a strong club with a good work rate. And you're going to see a lot more meat tries for Toa. Like he's only going to get better and better. And I, the concern is if Crichton's going to be inside him, does that mean he's not going to get as much ball? Um, it's an interesting one. But Crichton is developing into a better player as well himself, where I think they're a nice combo to make. They're really close mates. And I do think he might be a bit more inclined to give Toa the ball. But in saying that, it just depends what build you're going for. If you want to go for turbo and cleary, like it's very hard to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. with but yep. um, a lot of people always go cheap in the center wings. And because we have a lot of options, I think you need to. But yep. uh, last year we saw if you took more um, like a 400, 500K approach to your center wings in a gun, that would have worked well for you last year. So yep. I think you should kind of, I definitely think it can work, but uh, for, for both of us, it doesn't seem like the avenue that we're, we're comfortable in taking. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your build, but it's a build where I don't think anyone is ever going to regret owning Toto. You know, and it, no, yeah, you put him in there. Um, I think he's going to still score really well. You know, people are taking Toto and Garrick way earlier in drafts as well, just because they're simple. The, the output, yeah. you know, Garrick eleven tries last year. You know, it's amazing. Um, oh, sorry, eleven tons last year when he was playing Supercoach in Supercoach points. It's amazing. Um, 
But yeah. look, I just think that Supercoach leads you in the direction of where you got to save money each year. If there's if the cheapies come up and there's some middies and stuff, and there's just some, you can fill your whole back line now with 200, 300, 400. So I think it sort of lends itself to do that. Um, yeah. You don't get me wrong, Ado. You're going to need both of those guys at some point, but you're going to wait to see if they have a little bit of a rut and then jump on in that rut to ready for them to go good. So that's why I think it may be better just to have a little bit of a look, but go for it with Toto if you have the balls. <laughs> if you do, yeah. Um, all right, let's go to one which is uh, I found very interesting to see them in double digits was Joey Manu, center wing fullback. Mm. We know he's going to start this trial in the halves, and there is rumours, obviously, with Kiri not being right for round one. If he starts in the six. But I mean, he costs five hundred and eighty or something thousand, doesn't he? Eleven point six percent. Yeah, owning. that's huge. Hey, I think it's just a lot of people think the Roosters are going to go well. We we're talking about him yesterday, and I couldn't believe how many people keen on him. Both Sabs and Timmy, especially, very keen on Manu. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just yeah, same thing. Like as I said, like there's a lot more value. Like maybe there's a bit more of a talking point to go over a Manu over a Toto than like, it's a bit more of a price gap and you can do a bit more, but Hey, it could work. It's a Roosters. I, <laughs> I think the Roosters are going to be first places. Yeah. I think they're going to be very dominant and someone like him is going to get better. He's chosen to stay at the Roosters. There's all these things ticking boxes, but I'm not a massive fan of him at center. Uh, he'll be yeah, someone well, I'm looking it. to if they get injured, I'll, I'll be waiting, but yeah. Hey, he could get some really good scores starting five, eight early. Like, Yes, it's, it's, yeah. it's a risk. <laughs> I remember last you year. You've got to take when, the right risks. When people okay, picked him, okay, it was yeah. because he went into fullback. Then he did some, he, he got some wing. That's where all the points came. When he actually plays center, there's, he's not owner, He's not the one you want to own when he's playing in center. Look, he might start the year at 5'8", but then he's going to go back to center. I don't think, he, unless Teddy's injured. The moment Teddy's injured, bring him into your team. <laughs> and But if he's going to be playing center, he's not for me. Um, Kurt Mann. You can pick Kurt Mann in 5'8 slash center wing. So let's just say you've got Kurt Mann in your center wing and you've got Amone in your 5'8. You've got interchangeable players between your 5'8 and your center wing because they both got the same jewel. And he looked busy in the trial. I know that he's a dirty word in a lot of people's mouth, but how do you feel about Kurt Mann? Uh, the more the more of these names you mention, you start to realize, and I'm sure the listeners will realize, there is so many options this year. There's so many, and that's why it's going to be crucial which ones you pick. Because I've always been a bit of a Kurt Mann fan. Uh, someone available in 5'8 center wing, that that's so nice having both of them two mm-hmm. interchangeable. And yeah. it's just how many minutes is he going to get? And I guess the asset of Kurt Mann is that he's so flexible and he can move into any position, but that could also be his undoing. Yeah. Um, but that's how we could get to 80 minutes. And at that price, I do think there's some value. But, hey, do I have the balls to do it? I don't know. But I'm all for, like, you can build a center wing with those four guys we mentioned that are all not center wings right now yeah. at this yeah. stage. And that could be a super strategy. I'd love to try and make a build and see what that looks like. But, hey, that could that could work big time. Yeah. Look, one of the things I'll say on man is – you know, the minutes are a worry and will he actually come round one, start at lock? He did start and he's going to start this trial in lock position, which is good. He looked extremely busy. It looked like he thought his name was Kalen Ponga because he, he was acting like on field, like he was the focal point of their attack, which is all good signs for super coach. It's the minutes that you worry about and, and O'Brien being a bit of a loose coach, but I was actually, I was, I was lifted, you know, on, on man and upward after what I saw in that trial. Um, because he looked yeah, busy. He's on my radar. Yeah, yeah you've you've made piqued my interest this discussion. I'm considering a bit more and more. I think we've got to watch again, but it's their bench that scares me a little bit, how it's gonna rotate. And could he be the Connor Watson of last year where they just keep flicking him to the bench? Yeah. That that'd hurt. Um, another one which surprised me as well, eleven percent was Matt Burton. He's only five eight, he's five eight only. Oh and I know God. that that five eight's a bit of an, a, a weird position this year, but I just don't see why you'd be spending Burton money in a dog's outfit. Is that some doggy supporters or some <laughs> super coach fans of last year? Like, yeah, I think it's riding, bit, riding his wave. Yeah, yeah people uh, are looking at last year. I think he's going to probably, he could be a good, have a good year this year. But if you didn't watch that last trial and see that there's going to be major problems in the halves, I think he's going to be under a lot of pressure this year. Um, and I have worries for his, his super coach output, you know, in a dog's team after coming yeah. from the premiers. Um, we'll go real quick yeah. on some of the last 100%. ones. Um, Gildar, 7.4%. I've not had him in my team at any stage. 
No, once I had him in and he got straight out. Yeah, I don't like to look at him. He's in the Tigers, yeah. Enough yeah. said. Uh, um, yeah, no thanks. Capewell, 7.3%. As I said, he's, he's a big big fish in that um, Broncos pond, and I think he's going to play big minutes in the back row. 70 to 80 minutes, 400. And I'm, I'm an A on Capewell, yeah. Yeah. Too many Bronco options. I just want to wait and have a look at Capewell. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. You're, you're right. If he plays 70 to 80 minutes, he could be on, but... Uh, yeah, he's not. He's, he's not always been. A, yeah, he's not always been a. He's you know you look at TPJ and Adam Fenoble. They've got super coach friendly games. You know he's more. He not, needs tries. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luai seven point three percent. People are, are banking on a resurgence from Luai. What do you feel for Luai? I like Luai. I always said to myself that if I couldn't start with Cleary, I'd start with Luai. And that could still be an option for me where I go down to Luai um, and then take, you know, the double halfbacks as, as my cheaper. Like I could go Hastings, Ilias, Amone, um, Luai. And I think that's still going to be an option for me because I think he was awful in that middle patch last year, but the start was great. And I think he can start fast. And especially if Cleary's out, he's going to have a lot of responsibility. And I think he's someone else that just is going to keep getting better and better. So um, I like it. 7%. I've, I thought he'd be a little lower than 7%. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like him at more of 3 4%. But same thing, Penetral is pretty friendly. Yeah, um, yeah it's, he's another option for me. I could see myself starting with Luai. I know St- Tim's really keen on him too. Yep. Satili, 7.1%. I think Satili, you know, he's the work rate's not huge. I mean, does rely on tries. But I just, a little, I've got like a little burn in my memory. Just in the three games that he played with Kiri last year, there was multiple tries. I think he will score tries this year. And I think he's improving as a footballer. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's just the fact that I can't fit too many of you. And I've actually got Aitken in my second row to, to fit all these center wing guys in. And uh, it's basically, I've got to go him versus Satili, and I'd prefer to take Aitken with the raw base. But um, yeah, Chipinu, I think, will be a great pick, and he's going to score lots of tries. He's going to be kind of like a kick out. They'll need tries to score well. But um, yeah, he, he's definitely a great guy. I think I'll look at getting at some point. But yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to get all these guys in, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, how about this for a left field option for the people who don't want to go with Marnie, Grant, or Cook? Cheese. He looked pretty good in the, you know, he scored a try again, which this is my big thing on Cheese is I think if he's playing bulk minutes at 13, there must be less tries for him because the main tries, I think eight of them came close to the line when he was out of dummy half last year. So if Grant's playing big minutes in hooker and the Cheese is at 13, I, I expect less tries. Therefore, the average goes down a little bit. But he's going to probably play 60-plus, maybe at, at lock. They're short on middles, Melbourne. Yeah, he, he could he could be a great option. The fact he's got that dual second role, that could come in handy. Um, especially, say, you took a Kobe Heverington type guy. That, that could come in some some type of handiness. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'd rather spend the money on Grant. Uh, but, yeah, nice pot option. And definitely want to be keeping a close eye on if he gets those minutes that you mentioned. Yep. Uh, Munster, 5.6% at his best super coach output year last year. And he looks really good. You know, I liked what I saw from, you know, a number of the Melbourne players, but particularly Munster looked busy in that Melbourne trial, the first one. Um, I know he's suspended for round one, but I think Munster's going to have a big year. You know, it was p- rightly pointed out to me by Kando. He doesn't go big, big hundreds. They're, they're more like 100, 110. Um so he's not going to burn your heaps with the huge, huge hundreds. And, and you know, you should work towards finishing your year with someone like him or Cody, not starting with them. Yeah, I can see it where you start with him. He looked phenomenal on the weekend. And it's just yeah. sucks. Like, if Cleary didn't start, like, I'd love to get Munster instead. But then Grant's out. So I was like, I think it's too much to not start mm-hmm. with the hooker and the 5'8". But... Yeah, Munster looks like he he could go to another level this year. He just yeah he he looks so good in that minute. I was like, oh my god, like it's he's I think he can re- replicate and do a bit more what, than what he did last year. So yeah. you'll need him at some point, I think. Yeah, I think in one of my original builds, I had Munster, and then I started to entertain going Cleary. Um, Hamoli from the Manly Sea Eagles. You know, I'm really was, big on him. Yeah, I was talking of Kando. You know, the when he was coming off the bench start of last year, it was in the 40s, the average. Once he cemented his spot, it was a mid-60s average from him. He looks like he's established himself as a first grader. And DC loves to use those back rowers. And he runs, you know, he does what he's supposed to. He runs those good lines. He looks like a weapon. And I think he's a little smoky this year. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had him in my side the whole preseason. Like, I literally got rid of him last week to, to like, maybe buff up a lot of the NPRs that I had. So, yeah, it's going to suck if he performs really well from the start. But I'm just hoping he's restricted from meat pies over the first couple of rounds, and then I can look to getting him in round five, six-ish. But, um, yeah, great option for what he's – ownership rate is and yeah as you said that's a nice work rate and then you combine that with meat tries you know oh, meat pies like i see him scoring try a lot of tries like tupanua and kick out yep so beautiful yeah. um let's finish on sam walker now that's just you know the reason i mentioned him is because you know we might start the year without kiri and we might start the year without nathan cleary so people are going to have to pivot you know you could go down to a hughes type or you know what who else are we talking about in there you know you can go through some of these 600 type options or you could go down to sam walker he's in 4.4 percent of teams and i we do think the chooks are going to be hot and they're going to start hot you need some balls to do it like the more and more i think i was like oh is that a kind of move that i'd make and i say yes it is a kind of move i'd make um you're right he's very very enticing at that price but the other thing that you've got to realize too is kieran's starting center this week and if kieran's in the side he might not kick goals i think i'm a bit more hot on him when he kicks goals although he yeah he's, he didn't slot him amazingly last year but um he had a ceiling that's one thing we learned last year he has a ceiling and I definitely think he could be one of those players that just go on a tear and he ends up at 700k, bang, there's your ticket to clearing. Yeah. I think if you want a guy that can burst and get there quick, it could be him. So I think one thing we've learned in this podcast, or I personally learned from talking to you is there is a lot of juicy options if Cleary doesn't play. So yeah, uh, look, what I will say on Sam Walker is I don't think Kieran's going to be the center when the season starts. You know, I think that the yeah, he could, you know, but he could, he could, but. I mean, they've got Naquama, Billy Smith's, you know, training in there as well. And you've got Momoroski. Surely they're better center wing options than um, Kieran. But, I mean, look, if, if Kieran's in there, I would probably not go Sam Walker because I'd like the goal kicking. I think they're going to kick a yeah. bunch of goals. And the word out of town is that when Momoroski's in the team, that Sam Walker is kicking the goals. So that's huge. Yeah. But yeah. Joey Manu as well. If you mentioned, if he goes to five, eight, that's what opens up that spot. I think we'll go Kieran who did a really good job in that role last year while they're depleted. I could see him like, as you know, Suwali going to be missing. You could see it being Momoroski, uh, Nguama, Billy Smith. And then there's a spot for Kieran potentially. So yeah. I'm worried he might jag a spot. Yeah. All right. Well, see, that's, that's good mail because uh, I think that that's what it comes down. If you're going to take a punt on Sam Walker, the goal kicking is what you'd want. And it's, it's the same with Hastings yeah. at 350. You could take a punt on him if you knew that he was kicking goals. And, and we want to see that in the trial. Hopefully the bloody Tigers score a try so that you can see he's kicking the goals. All right. Well, that's everything. Yeah, I think we've covered some really good players in there. I did have a bunch more names, but I think, you know, those ones are all pretty much everyone knows how they feel on those, yay or nay. But some really interesting names in there. I mean, we didn't even cover players like Fermor, you know, who's center wing, yeah. uh, second row, Julie's going to start in the second row. Proctor's not even in there, 17. You know, he's down, you know, in the jump at 19 or something, you know. And you probably thought that maybe that was on the cards when he lost the captaincy. So I think he's shown that he's got a bit of a, sort of attack friendly game. He's 378. He yeah, I actually sacrificed Oakalatu to Firma. It was the only way yeah. I could do it. Um and I was willing to take that risk as I said before. It's all about getting him at the right price. And um yeah, the Titans, it doesn't matter who they first, we've seen they can score points. And yeah. Firma has a very friendly tackle busting line break kind of oh, last year he, he did it. It's just if he can lock down an 80 minute second row spot, and if he doesn't, I feel like he could go elsewhere to another side. So um, yeah. I think they'll be looking at giving him some minutes this year. Yeah. Well, I know that a uh, good friend of the super coach experience, Henry is big on uh, Furmore and I've got him in my team currently. I just, you know, we'll have yeah. look at how, how they line up and play this week. It should be an interesting yeah. watch. Well, yep. Mikey, it's been great chatting with you preseason. Thanks. I know you're busy. Um, and hopefully people get a little bit out of this. You know, I think there's some good opinions. We don't, don't always agree, which is great. You know, we're getting get different yeah. points of view on players and, you know, some different outlets that people can go this year because I think people have got to think about a life of starting the year with no paps if he doesn't get up. And, you know, if Cleary, we're hoping that he's there. I mean, of course, um, but if he's not, you know, because you get your TLT and then you're like, I never even had an idea in my head of what I was going to do if Cleary didn't, you know, play. So it's yeah. good to chat those sorts of things. 
Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I think it'll be really vital information um, to, to listen to this one purely on the fact that we bring up what happens if you don't have this and what happens if you do have this. And it's all the key moments, key things that we're all thinking about this week. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great going into trial. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, Ado. And I'm always happy to come on and chat. Uh, I can always come on at a good slot during the day with you, which is good. So, yeah, good. Uh, yeah best of luck for the year, mate. I'll be, I'm sure we'll have a, another heated rivalry this year where we'll be <laughs> close. We're always close in the ranks, mate. So, yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, mate. We're in a few cash comps together. So, looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, the added fun of, of a cashy. Um, I have recorded you a song out, but I pre-recorded it earlier, so it'll be added. Oh, on. I was looking forward to that. Awesome. I'll listen it'll in at the end. It'll be added <laughs> on to the end of the podcast. But thanks again, Mikey. Awesome. I know you're busy, and we'll hopefully get you later on in the year. I, I can do days. Yeah. I set my own hours, mate. So yeah, for free. sure. <laughs> That's my key thing. It's just I'm busy at all the time. The other boys aren't. So I'm, I'm a, night, a light life. So, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> can do that. All right. Good so, chatting. I'll talk to you again soon, eh? Yeah. Rising up, back on the street I did my time, I took my chances Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet Just a man and his will to survive So many times, it happens too fast You trade your passion for glory Don't lose your grip the dreams of the past you must fight just to keep them alive it's the eye of the panther it's the thrill of the fight rising up to the challenge of our rival and the last no survivor stalks he's praying the night and he's watching us all in the eye of the panther